0: Hello and welcome to the NCC More podcast. Here in our time together today, we want to continue our conversation that we started on Sunday and really just uh, add a little bit more value to your life and into your marriages because right now we're in a series entitled A Different Kind of Marriage. Mm -hmm. And the big idea of the series is that as Christians, as as Christ followers, Mm -hmm. we should have a different kind of marriage. And so we said, if that's going to be the case, like, what does that really look like?
1: Absolutely. And so we started um, talking about the purpose of marriage and the purpose of marriage for a Christ follower is different than just the general purpose of marriage. Um, It is to build God's kingdom and to give God glory, Mm -hmm. to give God glory and to build God's kingdom. And um, what we have to understand is that, yes, that is our job as individuals who are following in Christ, but as married people, as a couple, we have a chance to do something a little bit unique. We can show an image of God to the world Mm -hmm. through having uncommon unity and unconditional love, uncommon unity and unconditional love. So that's really our our goal. And so when we say that, when we say that that's the purpose behind marriage, Mm -hmm. then my purpose also is to love my spouse as Christ has loved me so that people can see that picture of God in the world. And really what it comes down to is that the mission is more important.
0: Yeah, and that's what we want to do. We want to live a marriage on mission. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're going to do that, uh, then this last week, what we talked about is we talked about the perspective of marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many times, I, I think this can be the missing link.
1: Absolutely. Because
0: we don't have the mindset. We don't have the philosophy. We don't exactly. have the mental view of what it needs uh, to be in order to, to to live out this purpose, this mission. Mm-hmm. Uh and so this last week, and talking about that perspective, um, we said that the the perspective of marriage is future focused. Yes, that it's always looking into the future. And we went to the scriptures and we said where Paul says, forgetting those things that are behind, right, and stretching forward to what is ahead, and that that is the perspective that we have to carry. We've got to carry that mental view that is always looking forward uh, into everything that God wants us to be. Because even today, we. We're not satisfied with what we have, not at all, because we're looking forward into the future, right? I'm not just totally content with where I am, and you're not content with where you are, and not just content with our marriage, right? We're looking into the future because I'm going to grow, you're going to grow, together we're going to grow together, and so uh, you know I I think we have to have that that perspective. So whenever you put the purpose, and then you begin to put that perspective together, um, it it begins to build out what we say. Then you got to have your plan. What we're going to talk about this Sunday and then obviously it takes practice. Absolutely. Um, but in this And yeah.
1: you know as you're talking about being future focused, I think that's so important because our purpose is really really large. It's it's really big. It's very aspirational. Just like our our purpose when we come to Jesus is very aspirational. Mm -hmm. To say, I want to be like Christ. I want to love the world the way that Jesus loved the world. I I want to follow him and shape my life based on him. Every day I want to get up and deny myself and take up my cross and follow Mm -hmm. him. That can feel very, very heavy. And when we look at where we are today versus where where we want to go there's a huge gap there's a huge distance and I think that's the same even in our marriages when we have a goal to show the world a picture mm. of God through uncommon unity and unconditional love we can look at our marriages and go man we have a ways to go yeah. but it's our perspective our forward-looking perspective that gives us the strength for the journey yeah. and that's why it's so important to, to start that forward-looking perspective with heaven One day, I'm Mm. going to stand before God, and I'm going to give an account for my life, and that's going to include the way that I treat my husband. One day, um, I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus, and Mm. what I did for him is going to matter. And then my lifetime, that it's Mm. not just an eternal future focus, but it also is a lifetime future focus. Um, we, We don't know how short or how long our lifetime will be. But for my lifetime, mm. I have an opportunity to grow and become and to serve my spouse. But there also is the the short-term future focus of what is next. What is next? And, and that's the way that we have to go. And, and that's not something that we just made up. That's something that the Apostle Paul talks about. He gave so many different um, uh, instructions and aspirations to the church at Ephesus. And then he said, what's that? Is that the verse I'm thinking about?
0: I don't know what verse you're thinking about right now. But this, why don't you keep going and I'll tell you where it is.
1: Okay, good. I'm glad one of us knows. Anyway, um, but he said all these different things that they were supposed to do. And then he said, but I do one thing. I haven't attained all this. So don't get nervous. That's thinking, in Philippians. It's Philippians. Yeah, Philippians. Well, okay. I mean, you're it's good. one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Ephesians, philippi Oh, they're next door neighbors. Yes, That's they're the neighbors. Problem. They're okay, neighbors, anyway, yes. In Philippians... Um, he says, he says, the one thing I do is yeah. I look forward, right, and I move forward. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do, that I'm moving forward. I forget what's behind me, and I move forward. And I think that's how we have to live our lives if we're going to change our lives. But it definitely, definitely is the way you have to live. Your marriage
0: absolutely you know and and when you when you look at the word perspective right it comes from the same word that you get like spectacle right because it talks about the lens yeah. that you see through and and you shared the story uh this last weekend about about Julietta one of our, our daughters who got glasses and obviously uh, you know everything completely changed um, and and it's all about the lens that you see through and so that's why I think that this is such a missing link uh in so many marriages is because if you don't have that lens yeah, that looks to eternity, Right. if you don't have that lens that looks beyond our current situation yes. and into the rest of our lifetime, right. and if you don't have that lens to just say, okay, what is next? What do I need to do next? What is yes. my next step? If you don't have that perspective and that lens and you just sit in the disappointment, the discouragement, the right. frustration of right now, and you can't see beyond that, it's really hard to live the kind of life and have the kind of marriage that God wants us to have,
1: Absolutely. and it really comes to that
0: to that perspective. Well,
1: and it changes things because you know in game theory, um, there, there's the idea of two actors, and you're you're doing your um, different actions based on the actions of the other actor, but also on your goals. And there's this thing called like a zero-sum game. So like either you win or I win. But then there is the, the game that is just the eternal game. And you realize that you're going to have to figure out how to keep playing. And marriage is a lot like that. It's a long-term game. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we can be in moments where we want to say very hurtful things to each other. Yeah. Well, at least I want to say very hurtful things to you. I don't yeah. know if you want to say...
0: I'm too much like Jesus to do that, but yeah. yeah
1: okay, well, that's good to know. But anyway, I want to say hurtful things. <laughs>
0: yes, me too.
1: But me I too. don't. Yes. Yes. And the reason I don't, it isn't because honestly, I'm that super spiritual. It's because I know right. that, that that night we're gonna get in bed Man, together, so we're good. gonna go to sleep. The next day I'm gonna have to figure out the school run with you. Yeah. And and it's just it just makes life more difficult. No. And so you learn how to let that future focus influence your present action. You allow that future focus to influence your present decision. Mm. And it begins to inform everything that you're doing. And so you have a long-term view instead of going man I'm really mad right now and
0: yeah you know there's there there's some things though that we've discovered that can really kill your perspective
1: oh there's no
0: doubt uh that can really cloud that that lens if you would where you cannot see clearly and it just gets so blurry and and one of those things is comparison Mm -hmm. and we gave five on Sunday we talked about five Mm -hmm. perspective killers and five perspective keys and one of that is comparison. And and I think today, maybe more than ever before, yeah. because there's so many more people that you can compare yourself to. Absolutely. You know, they used to say, Jay, keeping up with the Joneses, right? Well, the Joneses lived in your city, on right. your block. Like you could see their house, you could see their car. But now the Joneses could live in Northern California. They could live in uh, Virginia. Like you you, do you, social media. There's so much to compare ourselves to. Did you to. know
1: the Joneses were an actual couple? No. They were an actual... Did game. you learn this
0: in game theory?
1: They, <laughs> you just made fun of my dirtiness. What? No, that not at all. Awesome.
0: I would never anyway, do such things. The Joneses
1: were an actual couple. Okay. They were a wow. socialite, actual couple. And so people talked about keeping up with the Joneses. It would be like keeping up with the Kardashians. In fact, that is literally the play on words.
0: Yeah, very good. So
1: that's where that saying came from. Yes, very it good. There was an actual specific couple.
0: Right. And so comparing yourself with the
1: Joneses Joneses
0: or the Kardashians, it's a perspective killer. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well, I can remember one time. (laughs) Oh, I love you. Anyway, comparison. Okay. Yes. So one of my favorite comparison stories um, really illustrates this point. You don't know what's going on in other people's lives. Mm -hmm. You know way too much of what's going on in your own life. And that's the problem with comparison is that you're comparing what you know, Mm. right? And what you're focusing on with other people's highlight reels because you don't know what's really going on in their life. I I remember when we were um, um, teaching a couples class. Um, It was a couple Sunday school class, and um, the night before, uh, it was a Saturday night, and we were supposed to go out on a date, and I don't remember what happened, but no date occurred. We were not able to do what I wanted to do, and you were busy with work or something, and I just, I was very, very irritable. Mm -hmm. And I got on Facebook, which is the worst thing to do when you're irritable, (laughs) and I got on Facebook, and I saw a couple in our class And they um, had posted, and she had posted, having a wonderful sushi date with my husband, and oh, this is so wonderful. And I can remember thinking, and I don't do this very often, but I thought, man, they're having a sushi date, and here we are. We didn't even get to have our date. I I was really, really irritated. And I think I even brought it up to you Mm. and said, look, her husband took her out on a sushi date. Well, the next day, we're in um, class, and after class was finished, um, this couple was there, and I said, oh, I saw that, um," I said to the husband of the couple, I said, oh, I saw that you took your wife on a date last night. That's just so lovely. He looked at me. He said, what are you talking about? And then he smiled, and he goes, oh, my wife is so sweet. And I thought, oh, no, I'm in trouble. (laughs) He said, we were supposed to have a sushi date, but it actually got interrupted, And I had to go into work and so for three hours I was on a work phone call while she ate all her sushi by herself and she went to bed by herself and she was still so sweet to talk about that oh that's so precious and he left into the hallway to go and hug his spouse and (laughs) left me standing there with Philip grinning that grin (laughs) right there Comparison is a perspective killer. Yeah, that's right. Comparison is a perspective killer. It keeps you from seeing what you do have. And, yeah. you know, if you're going to have a, a perspective killer, you've got to have a perspective key. That's right. And so gratitude is the answer to comparison.
0: Yeah, you know, it, whenever you live with that gratitude, focusing on what you do have, not what you don't have, um, you know, it's uh, it's so powerful. You know, whenever whenever we take a moment just to pause during the day. Yeah. Just to thank God for for the relationship we do have, the marriage we do have. It's true. Uh man, it just changes everything. Gr- gratitude is really an atmosphere shifter. It is. Whenever you begin to get thankful for the life that you have, all of a sudden the attitude just shifts. Um you know, the, the other day, uh, somebody on, on on our staff was saying. You know, uh, they were quoting something that we say a lot of, like, "I don't have to, I get to." Mm-hmm. And so they asked, and they said, "Do I have to? Do I have to lock up after the event?" And they caught themselves and they changed, and they said, uh, "Do I get to yeah. lock up after the event?" Because it, it it that totally shifts. It sounds like so funny, and and it's like, oh, but that's just a play on words. No. Because one is like, oh, I have to, but whenever I get to, what I'm doing is like, I'm so grateful to have this opportunity. I'm so grateful to have this job to work in this place. I'm so grateful for all of these people that are coming to church, that are being fed God's word and are growing. And and, and it totally changes everything. And gratitude does that in our relationships. And so we we have to begin to uh, be proactive in that, not just comparing ourselves to what we don't have or what we, what we wish that our spouse was like, but when we're grateful for what we do have, that's one of the keys to comparison. And then whenever you get to another killer and we talk about blame.
1: Ooh, blame.
0: Talk about blame. Uh, man, it, it is so difficult to live in in victory, to live in, in peace, to live in harmony, when all you do is blame your spouse for everything in your life.
1: Absolutely, and and whenever you have a challenge in your marriage, if your first response is, that's not my fault, your perspective is completely off. Yeah, Because it's not a competition to see who's at fault. Marriage is a team sport. Marriage is us together with Jesus moving forward. And Christian marriage is in particular a team sport. We're supposed to be doing this together. So no matter whose fault it was, it really doesn't matter. We both share the responsibility of moving forward. We both share the responsibility of changing things as we go forward. Um, And I can always tell that we're not on good footing if blame language comes to the surface. yeah. If we start pointing out you never, you always, yeah, that's right. and all of those different things, th- th- that's not good language, but there's a perspective T that can come in and can fix that, is that we choose to live in the perspective of forgiveness. Yeah, that's right. That we've already made a pre-decision yeah. that when you do screw up, I'm going to forgive you. Yeah. When you do forget, Um, certain things I'm going to forgive you I'm not going to blame you instead I'm going to come alongside you and I'm going to use forgiveness as my superpower to be able to move forward in our marriage
0: yeah you know and it's and it's so true because sometimes like things that you it really is my (laughs) fault you know like I mean it it is my fault like I said I was going to do something and I didn't do it and now we're in a difficult place and it is 100 percent my fault And yet you still can't blame because then that puts us at odds against one another. And you choose to forgive me. And whenever you choose to forgive me, it lets us work together to solve the problem, to overcome, to get back where we need to get. And so I think that's just such an important, um, it's an important perspective to have uh, is that, yeah, sometimes it's not like, it's it's not like me saying, oh, this is my fault when it's really your fault.
1: No, right? that's completely that's, different. That's
0: not that's not what we're it's talking about. It's a time waster. Exactly. Blame
1: is a time waster. Right. Because blame necessarily means that I really do think it's your fault. Right. But I think you could even think of it in terms of sports. If you were out on the field, Philip, and there was a guy who missed his tackle, yep. you're not gonna stop before the, you know, before the whistle blows and go, oh, they missed their time. It's his fault and then get sacked. No, you're going to do what you have to do to be able to still make the play. And I think that's what's so great about having two. You know, the Bible talks about how two is better than one. Mm. One of the reasons that two is better than one is that when one drops a ball, the other one can help them to pick it up and and move forward. When one makes a mess, there's two people to clean it up. And I know there's been so many different times in our life where I was so grateful for you not stopping and wasting our time blaming me for something mm. I did, but instead jumping in and helping me to fix and to move forward. Yeah. But you know, this next um, killer is regret. Mm. And, and this is kind of the opposite of blame. I, I feel like blame is really about how I feel about you, But regret is how I feel about me, and Hmm. regret is how I feel about us. And blame and regret together create incredible um, toxicity in a relationship. That's so true. Yeah. And they usually do go together because a lot of times we can't totally hold the regret within ourselves. It spills out onto the other person. But regret is just about focusing on the rearview mirror and saying, I wish we had, I wish we had, I wish we had, Um, and to the detriment of moving forward yeah. and we talk about this a lot you don't know what that other choice would have yielded mm, mm, all mm. you know is the result of your current choice yeah. but you don't really know what that other choice would have yielded maybe you're guessing correctly that it would have yielded a much better life but maybe not yeah maybe not and, and so either way It's a waste of time. And you've got places to go and things to change. So we can't live our life in regret.
0: You know, I love what my mom used to say all the time whenever we would start talking about what could have happened. You know, she would always say, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Mm -hmm. You know, and that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, And I remember just from an early age, that always with uh, with you know with my parents always forcing me to look forward. Wow. They're like, what behind you is like it does. What could have who cares? Who cares what could have happened or should have happened or right. would it be different? Like you have to look forward. So what is that really doing? It puts us, pushes us into the key, and the key is responsibility. That's right. Because I I can't change anything behind me, but I have mm-hmm. to take responsibility for everything that's in front of for me. For everything. So the the killer is looking back. The the key is looking forward and taking yeah. responsibility. However I got here, I'm here.
1: That's right. Whatever
0: happened, whatever ball got dropped, whoever disappointed me, all that's in the past, I take responsibility for my life right now and my marriage moving forward. Uh, And um, and, and then the the next key, or excuse me, the next killer is fear. Um, And man, fear is so ugly. Fear fear comes in and and fear just begins to really rob and bring destruction. And it really uh, kills our perspective because we cannot see into the future because we're so afraid, right? It's that paralyzing thing, right? It paralyzes us in the situation. So I can't see forward and I definitely can't move forward.
1: Absolutely. And what we have to realize is that fear isn't a situation, it's an emotion. So fear is not a situation, it is an emotion. It's the way that we are receiving the information and what we're doing with it. And the Bible says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm-hmm. I do right. not have to live in fear. I don't have to. The The spirit of my home does not have to be fear. No matter what I am facing, other people have faced it before and I don't have to face it with fear. I can face it with the power of God on my side, with the love of Christ in my heart towards myself and towards other people, and with a sound mind. In other words, with self-control, I can make good decisions. And this is what's so unfortunate about fear, is that fear will break down literally your ability to make good decisions. Mm. It will break down your ability to see things clearly. It'll break down your ability to love those around you. And so you have to change the question. You have to say, what am I really afraid of? And face it. Am I really afraid of death? Okay, then there's some great scriptures about how Jesus has overcome death. Am Mm -hmm. I afraid of not having enough? There's some great scriptures as a Christ follower of how he is more than enough. There are things that we can do to gain a perspective that will defeat fear. But what it really comes down to is it comes down to having a mindset of generosity. Yeah, that's right. Having a mindset of generosity, a mindset of more than enough. So when mm-hmm. I begin to to be afraid, I start saying, no, I want to live my life in a generous way. So I, I'm I'm not going to restrict. I'm not mm-hmm. going to contract. I'm not going to pull in. Instead, I'm going to live a little bit more yeah Um, one of the best things you can do if you're feeling really really um, depressed or if you're feeling anxious is to go and find um, someone whose life isn't as good as yours and Mm. to serve them with all of your heart so good there is no doubt that that changes things for us why because we begin to live in generosity Mm. and it changes our perspective and I think that's one of the gifts we have in marriage yeah is that when we become afraid that we have an opportunity to to be generous with our spouse. Mm. We can be generous with our words and speak life mm. and speak love and speak thankfulness. Yeah. Um, we can be generous with our time. Maybe we can turn off the television and yeah. just have a conversation. Um, we can be generous with our patience, with our forgiveness, with all those other things that we've talked about. We can choose to be generous. And when we choose to be generous, yeah. there's not room for fear. That's there's right. just not room for fear That's in our right. lives.
0: And then the last, the last killer, uh, that we're that we're going to talk about is negativity, mm. and man, negativity. There is nothing more toxic. There's nothing more devastating than getting into an environment of negativity, um, beginning to uh, let those negative thoughts build up, let those negative words start coming out of your mouth. Uh, man, that is such a, a, a bad place uh, to be in, and it will really kill your perspective because this is what the Bible says, right? I mean, the Bible in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says that God created you, and, and he's got a plan for your life, and that plan is to give you a hope and a, and future. a future. Well, if if, if all I see is negativity, that means I'm not seeing what God said he has for me because he said it's good. Right. He says he wants to prosper me, and he wants to prosper everything in my life. Yes. So he wants to prosper my marriage. So if all I see is negativity in my marriage, then I can't see beyond my situation into what God can make it. Right. Uh, and so... The key there to overcome that killer is patience mm-hmm. because yeah, here's what yes. we do we get impatient we do we, we get impatient with each other we're like but you're not you're not where you need to be yet I'm not you're not, I'm not where I need to be and we, we we let that negativity build up because we're not where we need to be yet right. We're not the people we need to be yet right. we're not doing what we say I'm we're so going to good do yet. It. And, and we're just not patient enough, understanding that this is a journey. It
1: is a journey.
0: This is a lifetime journey that we're going to walk out together and we get impatient with one another. And that's when the negativity builds. And so, man, if there, if there is a negative culture in your house right now, a negative culture in your marriage, negativity in your thinking, negativity in your words, negativity in your relationship, in your home, if there's negativity there, here's what I challenge you to do. I challenge you to look, is there patience? Because probably not. It's probably very impatient. There's probably not a lot of, of grace given. And so if there's negativity, my challenge is, is to be patient. It's to be patient with your yeah. spouse. To be patient with the process. We talk about it all the time. All the time. It's yeah. the process, the progress. The process to is, progress. This is this is the discipleship. It's a process. And it's not just about the pro. The progress is just not the goal. Right. It's the process that we learn that takes us to the progress. And so I think for uh, for us if if you, you know, if you struggle with negativity and that's going to kill your perspective, what I would say is is I would say just just focus on patience.
1: Yes.
0: Get patient in your relationship. And I really believe as you are patient, realizing that it's the process you're going to move forward, that will allow more positivity to begin to build when you have a a really long view of of marriage.
1: Absolutely. When you have that future focus, then you can be patient um, because you understand that you have a a ways to go yet. You can be patient. um, But that patience allows you to then feel like you have enough room and you can be more generous. You can be more generous with your grace be more generous with your time you could be more generous with all of those things and when you're more generous then then you're not afraid so you can take responsibility that's right because it's fear that keeps us from taking responsibility and so we can we can not be afraid anymore and we can not look backwards anymore and instead we can just take responsibility and when we take responsibility and we realize man i have a ways to go yeah because that's what happens a lot of times in marriage we will We'll look at the other one and say, you never and you always in a specific area, instead of saying, what could I do? to impact the culture of my home? What could I do? I don't take responsibility, but when I take responsibility, man, that gives me a whole lot of room for forgiveness for you. Mm. A ton of room because I want forgiveness Mm. for me too. And when I live in personal responsibility and forgiveness towards you, then that is going to result in a grateful life. Because God has given us incredible gifts. Mm. And if we will keep our perspective focused on the future, if we'll reject those things that would kill our perspective, like comparison and blame and regret and all of these other things, and instead we'll Mm -hmm. focus on truly being grateful, truly being patient, all of these things then we're going to be able to move forward a lot faster. And I believe that our mission demands a future perspective because the future is what we're going to create it to be. It's not just already there. Yeah, it requires us.
0: Yeah, and so uh, if we're going to live out this different kind of marriage,
1: exactly, yeah, we
0: got to live on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. We we we've we've got to have that right perspective. And then this next week, we're going to begin to talk about plan, and well, it's going to be fun. And we're going to be talking about the the plans that you need to have in marriage. Um, and we believe that you got to have a plan uh, because if 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 you're failing to plan, then you're planning to fail. And you've got to be willing to put that plan together if you want to see success in your marriage. And so we're going to be talking about these different areas of marriage that you need to develop a plan for. And uh, it's going to be a great Sunday. I hope you can come uh, join us, North Point 930 and 1115 this Sunday as we continue a different kind of marriage.